Oh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Living Hope. We're glad that you're here. We like to begin our services with this greeting Christians have been using for, I think, as long as there have been Christians. The Lord be with you. Thank you. It's, uh, it's good to be with you. It's, uh, it's good to know that God meets us right where we are, right in the reality we live in. That's, that's why we exchange that greeting on Sunday mornings, just to remind ourselves, perhaps, that, you know what, the Lord is here, and, uh, and he knows us, and he knows what we're going through. So let's take a moment to pray to him as we begin. Thank you, God, for inviting us into this time and place where we get to uh, center our hearts and our thoughts on you and bring all that we carry with us to you. Uh, Thank you, God, for loving us and for being with us, for inviting us to to carve time out of our week to, um, well, just to bring all this to you, to pray to you, to sing to you, to, to listen for your spirit speaking through the scriptures, to gather around the table of our Lord Jesus. And so, God, I pray that, that right now, for all of us here in the room, for all of us who are joining online, I pray that we would have a real sense that the God who made us loves us and is with us and is eager to hear from us today. Thank you, God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're interested and able, let's stand and let's sing. Good morning. I'm so glad you could join us here and at home. do you see that's worth looking our way we are free in ways that we never should be sweet release from the grip of these chains like hinges straining from the weight my heart no longer can keep from singing all that is within me cries for you alone be glorified emmanuel god with us my heart sings a brand new song the dead is paid these chains are gone
to see you. Amen. I like hymns. I like hymny songs from like the 1800s, the thighs and thine and all of those. Something about being connected to someone from so long ago that's echoing exactly what I'm feeling just makes me feel so much more centered in, in the universe, in, in, the, in the world. That, you know, there's really nothing new under the sun when that anxiety strikes. It's like, everything's worse than ever and, you know, things like that. It's like, no, no, you know, God has seen all of this before and, and not, like it says, there's nothing new under the sun. Um, a text written by Joseph Scriven in 1819 that was later turned into the hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, says, What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sour sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise, forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou shalt find a solace there.
Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble, so we will not fear when earthquakes come and when the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam, let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. The nations are in chaos and their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear and burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Pray with me, would you? Lord, we are so thankful that you, as the God of heaven's armies, is here among us. You are already here and have invited us in, and Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord, that it's, at one day, one day, Lord, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord. Lord, I thank you for those of us that already willingly confess that to you, already willingly worship you in all of your glory and all of your splendor. Father, I thank you for your protection. No matter what is happening around us, in our own lives, in our communities, in our country, or in the world, no matter how much chaos we see around us, Lord, you are our fortress, and you are our strength, and nothing can happen that you aren't aware of, that you aren't already working in to redeem. So, Father, we just ask for each of the situations that we have faced this week and are going to face this next week. Lord, some of us have medical challenges. Some of us have, have um, physical challenges. Some of us have emotional or mental challenges that we just cannot see our way through. Relational things, Lord. But you are our fortress and our strength. You will walk it through this with us. Thank you, Father, for that. Thank you for those places where you have been our fortress and our strength and you have shown yourself true to your word that you will never leave us nor forsake us, Father. You are a good God and we worship you this morning, Lord. We worship you as humbly as we can, Lord, as big as we can, Lord. We, we give you all the glory, all the honor, all the blessings. And then we ask, Lord, that you would um, pour yourself out on Pastor Rich as he brings us your word this morning. And we thank you, Lord, for all that you are going to say to us. May our hearts and our ears be open to hear from you. And all these things we ask in your name. Amen. Amen. And now the peace of the Lord be with you. Okay, take two or three minutes as you're comfortable and pass the peace between yourselves and then we will hear from Pastor Rich. <laughs> oh man, well, I just enjoy talking to you guys too much I think. So, uh, before we uh, dive into the message, uh, I would love to just bring you some real brief announcements. Uh, if, you, uh, if you'd like to use your smartphone, uh, you can go to livinghope.info slash connect and let us know you were here with us today. And uh, you can give online too if you'd like to do that. Uh, or if you're here in the room, you can just grab one of those little green cards and jot us a note on there and drop it in the offering box. And if you're giving today, you can drop that in there too. Uh, thank you to all of you who continue to give to the Ukraine uh, crisis. And uh, I went ahead and put the longer link on there that that, uh, and on your little bulletins there, 
Uh, or if you just go to ncm.org and click on the thing at the top, uh, that gives you the updates, talks about crisis care kits and, and all the rest. Thank you to all of you who stuck around last week after the service to help put those together. We got 73 of those little baggies full of the essential items. Uh, so that's like 12 boxes plus an extra one. Um, that uh, I'll be delivering tomorrow to our district assembly, and uh, then they'll be pretty quick getting on a truck and heading to, I think, Pennsylvania, and I think from there, then they get shipped over to, uh, to help the folks who are um, fleeing from the violence in Ukraine. So thank you for being a part of that. Uh, it's just, uh, well, it's just a couple of weeks now, I think, isn't it, until we have the, the 6K. Um, so three weeks from yesterday, the 6K for water. Uh, if you haven't signed up yet, you can go to vapo6k.com. And uh, if you haven't invited a friend yet, I hope you do. Share that link with them. Invite them to come and, and join us. We'll be right across the street at Old Fairgrounds Park here at 930 in the morning to, to walk five laps around there because that's, that's the equivalent to that 6K distance that some kids have to walk each and every day to get water out of a contaminated pond to take home, and that's the only water they've got. I was just reading, uh, if you do start to donate to World Vision and they get your address, they'll send you this nice glossy magazine. I just got one this last week, and I was reading a story in there about a young woman named Barraquette, 17 years old, and the difference it's made to her life and to her whole community when instead of walking six kilometers and back to get muddy water, they've got a faucet, a row of faucets right there in the center of town, and it's a, th it's a three-minute walk now to go and get clean water that will not make them sick. And it's just, the article talks about how it's changed their lives and how all the kids are able to go to school. And it's, it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing difference that you get a chance to make uh, by participating. So I, I hope that you will. Um, uh, we, um, we've been invited into this, uh, they call it a half million mobilization because there are half a million people going to churches of the Nazarene across USA and Canada. And uh, so starting today, we're, gonna, we're starting this journey and it'll take us up to Pentecost Sunday, which is June 5th. And uh, so this morning's message is going to go in that direction. But, oh, but first, I do want to tell you about the baby bottles that are on your tables. Those come from the Women's Center of Northwest Indiana. They've got offices in several spots, including here in Valparaiso, to help women who are in, find themselves in a crisis pregnancy situation of some sort or another. The kind of thing that might make them choose to, uh, to terminate that pregnancy. And uh, the Women's Center comes alongside them to help them to choose life and to help provide them with resources and, and to make help them to see that it's possible for them, to help them see those possibilities. Uh, where previously they might have not been seeing any, um, this organization comes alongside them to say, like, no, you can do this. And um, so if you would like to donate to them, uh, you can bring that bottle back with a donation anytime by this month, anytime in the month of May. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about it next week on Mother's Day. And um, although that won't be the focus of the, of the whole service or anything, but we'll talk more about that. And uh, inside those, by the way, if you open that up, you can see there's a little piece of paper inside those baby bottles, and that's got a child's name on it that they're inviting you to pray for. And so I would invite you uh, to pray for that child, to pray for the folks who work at the Women's Center, to pray for the volunteers there. Maybe you want to volunteer there. Um, but that's, that's an organization that we are, are happy to come alongside uh, in, in serving members of our community who really need someone to come alongside them. So, uh, so today, if you've got your notes there, uh, we're, we're talking about prayer. Uh, surprise, surprise. For the next few weeks, we're going to talk about prayer. And uh, I don't know about you, but there are times where I'm pretty disappointed in myself when it comes to prayer. Um, maybe I'm the only one in the room and you all have vibrant prayer lives and can teach me more than I can teach you. Uh, but uh, there, are, there are so many ways, so many days where I find myself wishing that I prayed better, prayed more. Uh, and maybe you can relate to that. And if so, then today will, I think, be helpful for you. And before we embark on this multiple week journey of prayer together, I thought it might be good just to, uh, to start with the basics. And uh, so some of the reasons that we find we don't pray more, I put there at the top of your notes. First, maybe we're not sure how, to, not sure we know how to pray. You know, it's like, do I have to say these right words? Or is it, is it the Lord's Prayer that we recite on Sundays? Or, or uh, you know, do I have to learn like Elizabethan English or something to, to pray with all the thous and the shout nots and all of that? Or how do, how do I do this? Uh, is it, am I allowed to pray for this? Or am I not supposed to pray for that? Uh, sometimes we just get bored or distracted while trying to pray. Uh, no show of hands or anything. Uh, but every now and then, you know, you start, start to pray, and the next thing you know, you're thinking about, oh, man, did I remember to send that off? Or, or oh, i got to call them, and, and all these other things. It seems like the minute you try to talk to God, all these other things uh, come, come to your mind. Uh, sometimes we think our requests are too small for God. You know, I mean, after all, he's got the whole universe to, to take care of. Why, why is he going to care about this tiny little thing I'm, you know, concerned about and so we we fail to pray because we we don't think God's going to care or we're not sure our prayers will make a difference you know we've prayed for things in the past and it seemed like nothing happened or or we didn't get the answer we were looking for and so you know maybe our request is too small or maybe it's just or maybe it's nobody's listening and so we think well 
Why, why bother with this whole thing? So uh, I am convinced that prayer does, in fact, make a difference, all right? And if you will spend time in prayer, it will make a difference. Scientists are studying this stuff now, and they're finding out it, it does, in fact, make a difference. Uh, now, the scientists can't study, you know, your actual connection with God or anything like that, but they have done things to, uh, they've studied people who pray or meditate or do something like that, and they find even just, uh, like, even if there is no God up there hearing it, apparently the scientists say it's a good thing to pause and to pray and to calm your thoughts or to, to focus. Um, that sort of thing is a, is a good and healthy thing. Now, obviously, I'm convinced prayer is a whole lot more than that. In fact, if I had to define it, I would just say, like I put there in your notes, prayer is communicating with God. Yes, you actually have to fill in blanks today. I haven't done this in quite a while. Um, but, uh, yeah, prayer is communicating with God. And it's two-way communication, all right? We speak, and then we, and then we listen, all right? We talk to God, and we, and we hear from God. It's a relationship with God, and prayer is the communication part of that relationship. And it can take all sorts of different forms. Uh, Psalm 5, the first three verses say, Oh, Lord, hear me as I pray. Pay attention to my groaning. Apparently, David uh, was in a situation where he just sometimes didn't even know what words to say, but just groaned to God. Or some translations say sighing. Pay attention to my sighing or my lament. He's in a situation where it's like, God, sometimes all I can just do is, is kind of moan and groan, but God, you understand. In fact, there's a New Testament passage of Scripture that says the Holy Spirit uh, intercedes for us sometimes with groans that words cannot express. Maybe you've been there. Maybe you've been in a situation where you're like, God, I just don't even know how to pray for this, but you know the pain that's going on. You know the grief that I'm experiencing, the anxiety, the uncertainty. I don't have words, but uh, that's a prayer, okay? Hear me as I pray. Pay attention to my groaning. Listen to my cry for help. My king and my God. It's this acknowledgement that, God, I'm, I'm not in charge. I need you. You are king. You are God. So I'm, I'm praying to no one but you. Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my request to you and wait expectantly. Oh, I love that last part. I wait expectantly. I'm not just tossing this out into the void. God, I, I believe that you hear me, and I'm, I'm eager to see how you're going to respond. Maybe you're going to give me just exactly what I asked for. Maybe you're going to give me something different. Maybe you're going to do something totally different. You're not going to change my circumstances, but you're going to change me. God, whatever it is, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting expectantly to see how you will hear and answer this prayer. The Bible's clear over and over again that God is like a, a father who is compassionate toward his children, who listens when we pray, who knows us intimately, knows the, the hairs on our heads. You know, the, Jesus said the hairs on your heads are numbered. God knows you that well, um, which, you know, you and I both know. Those, those numbers are changing all the time. You know, some of you it's changing more quickly than for others. Uh, but God knows us, and he hears our cries. Prayer is just communicating with God. So, so four things today to help us to do that well. Uh, to maybe take our prayer life up a notch from where it's been uh, to where a little bit closer to what we'd like for it to be. All right, we need to talk to God, number one there, with gut-level honesty. Just be honest with God. I mean, this is how the rela a relationship with God starts, is us getting honest with God and saying, okay, God, you're right. Uh, I've not lived this life the way you created me to live it. I'm confessing to you. I'm admitting to you that I have sinned and I need to be forgiven. Every, everyone who follows Jesus, it, it kind of begins that way, right? And that's, that's when, once we confess, that's when God is able to forgive. That's when God is able to help us to change by the power of his Holy Spirit. But throughout the Christian life, it continues that way. It begins with honesty, and it continues with honesty. We just need to tell God the truth about what we're going through, about what we're experiencing, whatever it might be. And so you might be just ecstatic and just excited and say, oh, man, thank you, God, this is such a great day, and, and man, that rainbow is just beautiful, and, and I can't believe that it's finally spring, it's finally here, and thank you for these flowers. You might just be, you know, on cloud nine and being honest with God about that, or you might be on the other end of that spectrum. You might be groaning. You might be crying out to God. Whatever it is, you can just talk to God and be honest about it. There are great examples of this throughout Scripture, including Moses in Exodus chapter 5, says, then Moses went back to the Lord and protested. <laughs> protested. Man. Why have you brought all this trouble on your own people, Lord? Why did you send me? Ever since I came to Pharaoh as your spokesman, he's been even more brutal to your people, and you have done nothing to rescue them. I mean, he's just kind of letting God have it. Have you ever wanted to just kind of let God have it for the circumstances you've been going through? God is okay with that. You know, the response to this isn't God saying, shame on you, Moses, you shouldn't talk to me that way. Be gone, or, you know, be squished, or, you know, whatever. 
God, you know, wants to hear from us. And when we are frustrated, we should express that frustration. Always with an understanding that you're God and I'm not, but man, I'm frustrated with you, right? When we're angry, we should express anger. When we are filled with sorrow, we should express that sorrow. When we're confused, we should express that confusion. Whatever form that needs to take, we just need to be honest with God. No, no pretense. You know, the only people that Jesus seemed really upset with when it came about, we talked about prayer, or like critiqued their prayers, was these people who he, he called them phonies, called them hypocrites. Said they're just putting on a show. You know, don't be like them, he said. In fact, that's in Matthew chapter 6. I put it there in your notes. He said, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that's all the reward they will ever get. He says, God isn't listening to those prayers and, and waiting to reward them or to, to respond to those prayers. They're just, they're putting on a show. People are clapping for them. People are impressed by them. And God says, okay, you got what you wanted. You got, you impressed people. There you go. He says, don't be like that. Just, just pray. Just talk to God. In the, in the quietness of your own heart, of your own room, just talk to God and God sees and God hears and God responds. I guess he does also then talk, so he's talking then about his own people, the Jewish people that Jesus you know, was, was sent to and was a part of. But then he also says, when you pray, don't babble on and on like the Gentiles do. Because I suppose some of them thought like, well, at least we're not like those people over there. You know, and he's, Jesus says, yeah, don't be like that either, where they, they think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again, just babbling on and on and on. You, you don't have to babble on and on. You don't have to have the right words, pious words, religious words. This has to be true words, all right? Man, all of a sudden, I'm thinking of this movie that my boys, we find it, my boys have not enjoyed movies. They're a little afraid of movies or something. There's scary parts, you know. And so even though they're six, they're like, are slow to like jump on the movie bandwagon, which is a shame because I love movies. And uh, finally, we got them to watch a couple of them, including Encanto, uh, recently one of those Disney movies. And there's this character in Encanto who like has struggled with always kind of putting on a performance. She's had to be perfect her whole life. And uh, the main character, her sister, helps her to finally just be herself. And... Uh, that's just floating through my head. Sorry, I've got a song running through my head that I cannot sing for you. Um, anyway, so it's a good one, though. What, what's that? Oh, that's not the one. No, sorry. It's the, it's the one about the, the sister who uh, makes all the flowers, and you know, she always has to make the perfect poses and the roses and all that stuff. And anyway, okay, sorry. The point is we can be ourselves with God, all right? We can tell God what's really going on inside of us because he knows it anyway. But there's something about us that wants to hide instead. It wants to be phony with God. It goes all the way back to the beginning. You read the very first book of the Bible, Genesis. And by the time you get to chapter 3, where Adam and Eve, where we humans are messing things up and disobeying God. And then it says God comes to visit in the evening for their kind of nightly stroll through the garden. And Adam and Eve are hiding. They've eaten the forbidden fruit. And they've recognized their sin. And they're hiding from God. And they're covering themselves with fig leaves because, you know, they were nudist at the time they weren't closed back then and they're hiding from each other they're hiding from god and god still approaches them hey where are you and invites them to come out invites them to speak invites them to to come forward and they do but there's something about us that we, we try to hide ourselves we try to put up a front we try to pretend that we're doing better than we are and and we we try here not to let that pretense thing fly okay so hopefully if you're talking to somebody before or after the service or during the service and they ask you how you're doing and if you just say, oh, fine, you know, my guess is they don't want to just hear that you're fine. That whoever's asking you is, is, is good with you saying the truth. With you saying, man, huh, how long do you have? <laughs> you know, it's, it's been a week. It's been hard. Um, I'm glad I'm here, but it's, it's not been easy. You know, when we talk to God, we should just be honest with him. I was looking back to see what I'd preached on prayer, and I know back in January when we were talking about blessing our neighbors, and we said we need to begin with prayer. And it was a couple years ago we did a, a series on prayer, and, and uh, in, in one of those, uh, I don't remember where I got it, but I came across this little keep it simple, keep it real, and keep it up. Um, I must have stolen that from somebody. Um, but when we pray, we should keep it simple, we should keep it real, and we should, and we should keep it up. We should not give up praying. And, and that's what we're talking about, keeping it real, all right, being honest with God. And the second one is, we should talk to God about everything that matters to you. Talk to, talk to God about everything that matters to you. I mean, there is no issue too small that God doesn't care about it. 
He, he wants to know. He wants to hear from you. He longs to hear from you. I mean, again, this is a relationship, and God is like a father with children. I, I understand this a little bit better now that I'm a father myself, and we've got these twin six-year-old boys, right? I, I kind of understood it before. It was a little more theoretical. But now I've got little boys who, you know, I want them to come to me. I want them to be honest with me. I want them to, to let me know when there's something that bothers them. You know, it's not like I'm going to brush them off and say, oh, that's silly. You know, go away. <laughs> Leave me alone, small child. No, if it's bothering them, I want to know about it so that we can try to, you know, deal with it, whatever it might be. I think God is the same way about us. I think it would break God's heart if, if he found out that, you know, we were not bothering, we didn't want to bother God or something, you know, with something that felt so inconsequential. I feel like that would break God's heart, and he would say, oh, oh, if it matters to you, it matters to me, because I care about you, I, I love you. One of my favorite verses about prayer is Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, where the Apostle Paul tells these early Christians, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you'll experience God's peace. Instead of worry, you'll have peace. So whatever it is that you need, just tell him. And whatever good thing it is that he's done for you, thank him. Then you'll experience God's peace peace, which the verse continues to say, this guards your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. We're invited to go to God with everything that matters. If it matters to you, it matters to God because he's your father who loves you. It, Peter said in his letter that we've got, uh, one of his two letters we've got in our New Testament, the apostle Peter followed Jesus, uh, learned directly from him. He said, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. This I got to tell you, this blows my mind that God cares about me, about you. Because like we said earlier, God is like the ruler of all things. You know, he's got a whole universe that he's keeping his eye on, that he is working with. And, and I know every now and then there's speculation like, do you think there's life on other planets? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And what would that mean? And what would that mean for our theology and all that if there's people on other planets or whatever, you know, if there's life out there? I don't know if there is or isn't, but if there is, God's like got his eye on them too. You know, it's not just the billions of people on our planet. There might be other planets out there that God is, you know, all the, all the people, it could just be, even if it was just the people in this room, even if it was just us that God had to keep his eye on, it would be pretty amazing to me that like, you know, God wasn't so busy with all of you that he had time to, to think about me. But God, out of the God who rules the universe, cares about what I'm going through, what you're going through, meets you right there when you spend time with him. In prayer, we can give all our worries and cares to God because he cares about us. Okay, number three, uh, we not only talk to God with honesty and about everything that matters, but continually. Talk to God continually. This is, this is a challenge, but this one will, uh, might be, well, I was going to say it might be the one that changes the most for you. I don't know. I don't know. If you've been phony with God or you've, you know, and you're finally getting honest, that's pretty, that's pretty life-changing. If, if you've been holding things back from God and you haven't been willing to talk to him about everything and now you're finally opening up and talking to God about something you've held back from him, that's pretty life-changing. But the praying continually, I don't know, equally life-changing, I guess. Sorry, I don't know. The, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It's amazing that God invites us just to have this ongoing conversation with him throughout the day, throughout our lives. God doesn't just wait until we show up here for an hour on Sunday and say, okay, all right, yeah, I'm listening to you guys now. Yeah, go ahead. All right? He invites us every moment of the day to talk with him. Some of you look like you're praying right now. You've got your eyes closed and you're, no, I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, we, he invites us to pray all the time, you know. Um, no matter what's going on, to just have an ongoing conversation. And some of you are great at, like, having that extended period of time of prayer. You know, you get up in the morning, you pray for an hour before you do anything else. You read your Bible, you talk to God, you, you spend that time praying to him. Others of you, you're more like throughout the day, you pray, you know, in little spurts. But it's throughout the day, the whole day long. Um, oh, I heard somebody this last week say they, they don't pray more than 20 minutes at a time, but they also don't go more than 20 minutes without praying. That just throughout their day, whatever they're doing, they're, they're talking with God about it. Not like out loud, obviously. You know, people would really think you're a little strange or something if you're doing that. But just in the quietness of your own heart and your mind, you know, they walk 
they, they, they're driving to work and they're thanking God for the things that they see or they're praying for the things that pop into their mind or for the driver that's in front of them that they're a little worried about. Uh, or uh, they walk into work and they, they see somebody and they say, hey, good morning. And then they say, God, would you bless them today? You know, just, just quick little prayers sent up throughout the day. Just an ongoing conversation about life. Recognizing that God is always present with us, that he never leaves us, and that he wants to be a part of every aspect of our lives. We can pray, we can talk with God continually because God is with us constantly. He never leaves us. He is always there, ready. Some of you have been, uh, like you're, you're what you think of when you think of praying continuously. Like, yep, I'm not giving up. I'm going to continue praying. Uh, you've got somebody you've been praying for, some family member, someone that you love, that their life has kind of gone sideways in some way, and, and you've been praying for them. You know, they're, they're on your list. Maybe you've got a list or something, or maybe you don't need a list because it, they're so close to your heart that you find yourself praying for them continually. And yeah, don't give up. You might have seen this where I put in your notes before, the pray until something happens, push, you know. You, you just keep pushing. You keep pushing and until something happens, until God answers your prayer, until God changes you, until God does something. Just keep praying until something happens. We are invited to pray continually. There's a story that Jesus told about uh, an unmerciful judge. It might have been a corrupt judge. I can't remember now how, how he says it. But it's this, this judge that won't give this woman justice, and so she keeps banging on his door, and she keeps on pleading her case. And finally, he says, okay, fine. And because of her persistence, he, Jesus says, he was finally willing to give her what she needed, to give her the justice that she was waiting for. And then he says, well, if, if an, even a, a, a wicked, unjust judge will finally come through for someone who's persistent, he kind of says, you know your Heavenly Father's not like that. You don't have to persuade God to listen to you. So if you are persistent in prayer, man, then you know that God is just waiting to hear from you and is, is eager to help. There's a, an example of this uh, back in the Old Testament. In 1 Samuel, um, there's a woman named Hannah. It says, as she kept on praying to the Lord, she wasn't stopping. She was, she was passionate about this. She was, she was crying out to God. As she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli, the priest, observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. And if you read the story, he actually thinks she's drunk. And he's like, hey, what are you doing over here? You know, muttering to yourself. And she's like, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm praying. I've been praying about this. And she tells him what she's been praying for. I, I love this example because it's, it's an example of intensity. And it's an example that says, like, look, it's okay to just pray in your heart. You know, your prayers don't have to come out of your mouth. Now, that's a good thing sometimes, all right, to pray out loud. Sometimes you need that, especially if you're trying to do this, like, pray early in the morning thing. And you're afraid, like, hey, if I close my eyes and pray, I'm <laughs> hmm, you know. It's okay. Pray out loud. Pray while you're walking around. You know, whatever you need to do. Some of you might sing your prayers to God. I don't know what you're, how you're going to talk to God. Just talk to God continually. You know, whenever you have the chance. Maybe you need to set little alarms on your phone. There, there are people that do that. I've done that before. Um, you know, the tradition in church history of praying throughout the day at certain set hours. You know, there are hours of prayer. And some people have done that. They've used that and they get an app on their phone that will, you know, ring a little bell or something at those times, at 9 o'clock and at noon and at 3 o'clock and in the evening, you know. And some people even get up in the middle of the night to say a quick prayer and then go back to sleep. Um, I don't know that you have to do that, but if you find yourself awake in the middle of the night for some reason, that's not a bad time to pray, right? Just pray. Find some way to continue that conversation with God because it is a relationship, Right? And God is there with you, and he wants to hear from you. He wants to be involved in your life. I mean, what would a relationship be like if you only spoke to each other once a week, right? I mean, it's not like I'm thinking my wife Stacy's sitting right here. If I, if I only talked with her once a week, that would be pretty rough, <laughs> you know? Some of you, you've got work schedules that, like, alternate, and it's like you, you know how hard it is to communicate with each other. But I hear from you, it's like, no, no, we text each other throughout the day, and we send each other messages, we leave each other notes. You'd find ways to communicate more than just, you know, once a week or something. Please don't let prayer be something that just happens once a week, once a month, every now and then. You know, find a way to, to in, include prayer as a regular, continual part of your life. Now, we do have these little prayer journals um, that, that are out there. There's a whole bunch of them that we had to print. Um, yeah, can you, let, me, let me grab this thing from you here real quick. Um, we, had, we had to print a bunch of them because uh, they invited half a million people to pray, and then they couldn't print half a million of them uh, because, uh, well, I found out it's because of the like, supply shortages and stuff. They tried to print more, and they couldn't. They couldn't get more paper. Uh, so we, we printed a whole bunch of these little prayer journals for you, and, uh, and they will give you every day uh, a scripture and a little devotional thought and, and a, a little prayer 
So like today, for example, they have us looking at Matthew chapter 6. Right in there what Jesus is saying, don't pray like those hypocrites. But instead he says, when you pray, go into your room, close the door, pray to your father who's unseen. Then your father who sees what's done in secret will reward you. That's, that's today, May 1st. And they've got a little, some insight in that and a prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, make us like you. Help us to daily enter into quiet spaces in humility to honor you, ask things of you, and listen to you. Heal our brokenness when we come to you in prayer. And a chance for you to, to jot some things down. And, and I, I appreciate it. They said at the bottom, they've got a variety of people who have written these little thoughts for us. And they are, for the most part, uh, uh, church leaders from around the USA and Canada. Um, district superintendents, uh, others. And, uh, and it's good to hear their thoughts and to join with them and with potentially half a million others in prayer. If this will help you, take one. Uh, if you need it, uh, there is an app for your phone. If you'd rather do that than this, there's an app for your phone. I just checked. Mine, it, mine pinged at me this morning because I had installed it a couple days ago. And like, oh, hey, there's today's thing. And I can read that thing today on my phone. Um, if you have to go to, uh, well, if you go to, at the end of your notes, I put, you can go to livinghope.info slash pray. And if you go there, uh, you'll see there's a link down there to the app or to a PDF version of this, or you can get a print copy of it on your way out. Uh, or there's a magazine that, again, they couldn't print enough of. So we've got a couple of them left out there. Uh, or you can grab the, the free version of it online. And there are other resources there as well. Um, but maybe a little journal like that and leaving it sitting out, putting it, leaving it by your coffee maker. And uh, in the morning, when you go make, start, start your coffee going, you're like, you just turn to that day's page and read that scripture and read what it says and take a minute uh, to pray to God and just talk to God. Maybe that's, maybe that's a way to start getting prayer to be a more regular part of your routine. And then number four, ooh, almost forgot, number four, and listen for his response. You know, this is not just a one-way conversation, right? Prayer is something where we talk to God and then we listen for him to respond. So I was talking about, um, you know, my relationship with Stacy a minute ago. Boy, our relationship would be pretty bad, wouldn't it, if it was just one-way communication? If it was always just me telling Stacy what I wanted her to do and, and never listened, you know, to hear her response. If I did that for a while, her responses would get pretty predictable, I think. Uh, it'd be pretty unpleasant. Um, you know, conversation. You've, maybe you've been in conversation with someone like that, right? Maybe you're feeling that way right now. Like, Rich, you've been up there talking for a while, and I'm, we haven't said a word. Um, you know, you're in a conversation with somebody, and... Uh, they never let you get a word in edgewise. We need to make sure we're listening for what God has to say. Because he wants to talk to us. He wants to speak to us. He wants to encourage us. He wants to comfort us. He wants to guide us. He wants to give us wisdom. He wants to challenge us. He wants to point out opportunities to us that, that we don't want to miss. We need to listen for God to respond in prayer. There's a moment like this in 1 Kings where the prophet Elijah, uh, he was in a major kind of like depressive episode after God had just done this amazing thing through him and, and, and proved himself to the, the whole nation through Elijah. And there's this competition on Mount Carmel, and you can read about it, the prophets of Baal and Elijah, uh, yeah, I think in like 1 Kings 18. And then after this, he gets depressed because the, the king and the, and the queen have said like, off with your head, basically. And so he's on the run, and he's going through the wilderness. He finally get, makes his way to the mountain of God, and there he meets with God. And God like, promises to reveal himself to him, and, and there's this whirlwind, and there's an earthquake, and I, but after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord wasn't in the fire. After the fire came a gentle whisper. And apparently God was, although he wasn't in the whirlwind or in the earthquake or in the fire, God was there in this gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face, went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. He recognized, oh, God, you are, you are present with me, whispering, speaking quietly. <laughs> when so much else is shouting all around us, sometimes we need to get to a place where we can hear God's gentle whisper. Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. He wants to lead us. He wants to lead you. You might be facing some stuff this week that you need him to lead you through. I know just this past Wednesday night, we didn't have our usual stuff here because I was at a funeral for Mike Schoonover. He helped us start this church uh, years ago, 47. He's my age. And uh, he'd been diabetic from the time he was a teenager, and his health stuff finally all caught up with him. And, um, and was reading once again, sharing once again with the folks at that funeral, Psalm 23, about our God is our shepherd who leads us into those green pastures beside still waters who restores our soul. And then it says, even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you know, if I walk through the darkest valley, 
I'll fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. God is with us, and I don't know what you're going to face this week. You might need him to lead you through some dark valley that you've been stuck in. You might need him to lead you beside some quiet waters to finally give you some restoration, some refreshing. What I know is that Jesus is happy to lead us. He knows you, and he'll lead you if you'll listen, if you'll follow. We have an opportunity uh, to do this each and every day. And, and we're going to focus on this for these next few weeks up until Pentecost Sunday on June 5th, all right? So if this is something you want to grow in, this is an opportunity, all right? This is an opportunity for you to, to learn more about prayer, to, to get better at prayer. We, it's, just, it's something that we can all get better at, you know, being honest with God, being open with him about everything, finding ways to pray continually and to keep that conversation flowing in both directions, listening for him speaking. So if you want some of those prayer, prayer resources, again, you can go to that website. Uh, you can grab one of these journals and, uh, and you can just join us because this morning is going to be pretty straightforward. Yes, I'm just going to lead us in a quick prayer, but these future Sundays, we're going to explore some different uh, ways to pray even. And um, so if, if prayer for you has felt kind of stagnant or stale, we're going to explore some things in the coming weeks that might, uh, one of those might click for you and say, ah, that's something I'm going to keep doing. All right. Right now, let's just bow our heads and let's pray. Thank you, God, for loving us, for coming to us in your son, Jesus Christ, for being present with us right now by your Holy Spirit. God, we are so grateful that uh, this faith, this Christian faith, is not one of these religions where we have to kind of knock at your door continually and, and hope that you're listening. But instead, God, we believe and we are taught by you that you have come to us, that you have spoken first, you have reached out to us and continue to invite us into this relationship. Continue to invite us to, to be honest with you and to hear from you, to be led by you. So God, I pray you would help each of, each of us to, to grow in this area, to accept this invitation. That over these coming weeks, to, uh, to give ourselves a chance to join together with others across the continent in, in reaching out to you, in praying to you, in listening for your voice. God, in particular, we've been asked to pray for your protection, that you, would, that you would protect us, not just physically, although some of us definitely need that, but God, that you would protect us spiritually and, and emotionally, that you would protect us uh, from disunity, that you would protect us from those things that would get us off track and distracted from the, the path that you want us on. God, we've been asked to pray for your direction, that you would direct us and show us the path to go, that you would lead us into those opportunities to show your love and your grace to our neighbors that are uniquely suited for us, God, that, that make use of our gifts and our abilities and, and who you've created us to be. God, that you would guide us through this life so that we can live in a way that honors you. God, we, we're asking for your revelation, for you to reveal yourself to us, for us to know you better. The God who made us and loves us and has revealed yourself to us in your son, Jesus Christ. We want to know you better and better so that our hearts can beat with yours so that we can see ourselves the way you see us, so that we can see our neighbors the way you see them, so we can love even those who uh, call themselves our enemies and who treat us like enemies. God, so we can love even those with the love that, that you have for them. Thank you, God, for the ways that you are at work in our lives. Thank you that you invite each and every one of us to put our trust in you, to reach out to you, to be honest with you. God, that's, that's how each and every one of us have begun this journey with you. And I don't know how we all are in this room or those who might be connecting with us online. God, there might be some folks today who have been pretty skeptical about this whole thing, who, who haven't been too sure about Christianity, haven't been too sure about this idea that there's a God out there who loves us and has sent his son Jesus to, to die and rise again, to conquer sin and death, to set us free. But today... Your Holy Spirit is speaking. You're knocking at their heart's door. God, I pray that you would help each and every one of us to be open to you. That we'd be willing to say yes to you. That we'd be honest with you and say, okay, God, you're right. I do need your help. I do need your forgiveness. If I'm going to leave behind a life of selfishness and sin, if I'm going to live a different kind of life, I'm going to need you to lead me. I'm going to need you to, to show me what that life looks like. I'm going to need you to give me the strength to be able to make those changes. Today, God, I am, I am so grateful 
Your word tells us that when we confess our sins, you are faithful and just. You forgive us our sins. You cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You help us to, be, to live a new way, a new life. God, I pray that each and every one of us would know that today. That we would know your grace, that we would know your forgiveness. And for some, this might be uh, just a first step, a first time of, of praying for this forgiveness. A first time of experiencing your grace washing over them setting them free, filling their hearts with peace and joy. Thank you, God. For some of us, it's, it's just one more time of being honest with you, <laughs> recognizing that we continue to need your guidance and we continue to need your grace. And we are so grateful that you invite us to come to you to receive that today. Thank you, God, that we get to celebrate this in the sacrament of communion. We offer to you these gifts of bread and juice and we pray that by your Spirit's presence here, we might meet our crucified and risen Savior in his body and in his blood. Reminds us, God, that you, you came close. You experienced the worst of our sin so that you could give us forgiveness and freedom and life. Thank you for conquering sin and death and the devil so that today we can live free, so that today we can know that the devil is a defeated foe and doesn't, we don't need to be in chains. We don't need to be uh, captured. We don't need to be enslaved by, by sin, by, by sinful habits, by, by the devil. We can, we can be free today, God. So please help us to, to walk into that freedom, to accept this gift from you. God, we offer to you ourselves messed up as we are. We, we give you ourselves, our lives, all, all of us, God. And we pray that by your Holy Spirit's continued work in our lives that we might be changed, that we might live in this world as the body of Christ, that we might be given for the world, that we might love others just as you have loved us. Thank you, God. Thank you for meeting us in moments like this. I pray that you will help us to experience more and more moments like this throughout this week, throughout this day, throughout our lives, God, that we will know ourselves to be walking with you, talking with you, hearing from you. Thank you, God. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you pray with me the prayer that Jesus taught us? Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. The musicians are going to come and lead us in one last song as we celebrate communion together. I'll be here with a basket of bread and a cup of juice. And as we sing, you're invited to come forward, take bread, dip it in the juice, and eat it, and then return to your seats. It's open to all of us who are saying yes to Jesus today. All of us who are hungry for his grace, who are grateful for his love. Uh, whether it's your first time or your millionth time, uh, the table is set and we are invited. Uh, now, we do have this, the regular bread or the little gluten-free wafers, uh, or we've got the little, the little containers in here if you'd rather take one of those back and, and, and to your seat. Or if you don't even want to get so close as to join the procession, we've got them there on your tables. Uh, if you want to, you can, as we sing, you can peel it back and get the bread and peel it back and get the juice. This is, this is an opportunity for us to give thanks to God for his faithful love. So let's celebrate. Let's give him thanks. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no Changes not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand.
faithful to us, God. And we are so grateful that we don't have to wonder if you're going to be with us as we go from this place. We know that you will be leading us. You will be coming behind us. Uh, you will be right there with us every step of the way. So God, please help us to have hearts and minds open to you, that we might be continually in conversation with you as you lead us through this week. Thank you, God. Fill us with the Spirit of Christ, we pray that we might live in this world as your sons and daughters, embraced by your grace, filled with your love, and sharing those with everyone you send us to. Thank you, God. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen.